Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dublin Tech Talks, the new normal podcast in association with Icon Accounting. Today, we have Jamie Heaslip um, joining the show. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, you see, as I'm, I'm flying in here in my, uh, my Top Gun background, I like to change them up every so often just to keep people uh, guessing. We don't want to see what's behind it. I said that's that's the most important thing. Everybody gets to, everybody gets to see my bedroom office every 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 episode. So um, you've been involved in lots since finishing up your professional career. You were with Google. You were um, with Kitman. You've lots of different jobs. You're with Flender at the moment and, and different organisations. Do you want to give an update on what you're doing and and where you are? Yeah, um, I suppose the best way to describe it is is I'm kind of like. Uh, like a consultant, uh, I suppose, for want of a better word. I'm, you know, I invested in a couple of different businesses while playing and, um, you know, I decided, you know, post finishing up and, and after my time in, in, in Google that I wanted to start spending a bit more time with the different businesses that I'm involved in to learn more about that industry and the business and, and more about that, you know, kind of startup world of, of how businesses grow and scale. Uh, you know, more being in it than, than kind of surveying from the top. Um, you know, when you're surveying from the top in that kind of boardroom environment that, you know, you're, you're kind of passing over more, I suppose, and you know, working, you know, how to work as a team and, and, and that dynamic and, and kind of the leadership perspective and, and at a different point of view. But in the weed, when you get into the weeds and into a company more, you, you're obviously learning more actual hands-on type stuff. So, um, you know, since the start of the year, I spend a lot of time with, um, with Flender, um, previous that, you know, obviously worked in Google for uh, for about for 13 months full time, and I'm uh, prior to that, you know, heavily involved in Kitman Labs and the pubs and um, Urban Vault, and there's a couple of other ones in there as well. So I'm just kind of um, now, obviously, a lot more time in my hands looking at different things um, and kind of exploring exploring the world more of of how to kind of upskill myself on that mentoring uh, kind of coaching perspective well and and just with with flender as you know we'll, we'll go through a couple of them flender is peer-to-peer lending a lot yeah. of people might know what that is um yeah, yeah that's good. it's fair and, point yeah and, and i think it's going to come more prevalent with availability of funding over the next kind of six months where businesses the traditional route might be available due to due to kind of risk risk adverse businesses you, yeah, I mean, lending, a... lending in general has, I should take a step back, banking in general has been transformed over the last 12 years, since the last financial uh, kind of crash, and it's been transformed since then, and you've seen a lot of different um, tech providers, startups come into the space and, and almost kind of break it up, you know what I mean, because the, the way banks have been set up over the years, things have kind of been tacked on, there's layers of of hierarchy in there and compliance and stuff. And so um, a lot of different agile providers have come into the space. And, you know, just even recently, you just look at Revolut, for example, which is kind of front and center, I suppose, in that world. And they're doing exactly that. They're kind of coming in, they're coming up with what does the consumer want? How can we deliver to them? They don't have the legacy issues of a big kind of company. They're they're able to build into it almost and, and stay agile and efficient in that regard. And you can see they're actually scaling um, pretty aggressively right now in Dublin in their yeah. European headquarters. Um, so that whole fintech space has been kind of uh, opened up over the last few years and, and lending is one of them, particularly SME lending. And um, because for, for a bank, it's the same um, 
you know, for, for a bank to do 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, 5 million loan is, is the same type of servicing as it is for, um, you know, 20, 50, 100, 300 grand loans, uh, except without, without the, the same return. So, um, you know, a gap was identified. Um, if anything, Ireland's actually behind the trend a little bit in terms of um, non-pillar bank lending. In the US, up to 75% of uh, SME loans are done through non-pillar bank providers. Um, continental Europe's about 50%. Ireland, uh, the central banks say it's just, it's around 10%. There's a huge, there's a huge gap between, um, you know, where other markets are and, and where Ireland is. And, and you could say that's an opportunity, but what I think it is, if I'm honest, is um, it shows that, okay, pillar banks probably have a bit of monopoly in our market. Um, and what we're trying to do is educate people and, and show them a, of the alternatives. It's not for everyone, um, you know, but in terms of giving time back to SMEs, um, I think we can do that. You know, you can take... Uh, you know, in Q4 last year, for example, um, I think it was IBEC or no, no, Ismate came out with a study showing it took six to eight weeks on average to get an answer on a, on a loan application, on average two weeks to draw down. So you're looking at anywhere from eight to 10 weeks from start of application to getting it. And that's if they say yes. Yeah. You know, we cut that time right down literally to days. You know what I mean? And, and that's a huge saving of time and resources for people. Um, in an SME world, which, which is a whole lot more dynamic at times than, than big business. Um, and so, sorry, going back, taking a step back. Uh, yeah, that's why I initially got involved in the space. And then you see, um, you know, in terms of, of the, the retail lending aspect of it, of where you and I can essentially yeah. put money, on, money in our account and then different loans and different businesses go on the marketplace with, with looking for a loan. Um, you know, you're seeing, it's really interesting, you're seeing right now as well, you're seeing a lot of people come to the platform, sign up and, and, and loan money to Irish companies um, who still go through all the same credit checks that we, we applied before, but they actually get a return on their money of, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11%, depending on the type of loan. And, and I think it's a win-win for everyone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Companies that qualify and need the money are getting it, but also um, the person giving it is has all this, different credit check put in place. There's obviously risk, there's risk in everywhere. Um, but they're also getting a return as well. So, um, you know, there's a good kind of win-win uh, kind of uh, narrative there. Well, well, yeah, I was having a look through the website. What, what I actually liked about it was the, 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 the frictionless kind of process of logging in, having to look around. There wasn't any, wasn't too over the top um, from it. And it seems to be, you know, an easy way to, to get money involved and get investment. And it seemed that all the businesses there were, you know, fully funded. So it seems to be a, a good take up in, in what, in what people are looking yeah, and, at. And obviously like, you know, like, like a lot of businesses, you know, as COVID hit, we had to change and adapt in terms of mm. um, businesses that we can lend to and what we're looking at on our different credit checks and all that sort of thing. But um, in essence, the actual process itself is, is, is really, really seamless, especially if you sign up for auto lending, which a lot of our um, lenders do, you know, they sign up, they set their, the parameters in terms of uh, risk profile and um, amount they want to lend and the, and the time of the loan. So the loan can be six months, 36 months. And they set it up and they might set it up for like 250 quid automatically loan. So once it hits parameters, boom, it goes in. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's literally like put your money in the account, you know, and you don't have to think about it a whole lot. And it's, it's, it's kind of working away for you in the background. Um, 
which is great when, when you look at the average interest, average return they're getting is, is about nine ten percent um, with a default rate of, of one point one percent which is which is a pretty good uh, kind of yeah, well, if you're if you're getting one percent, it's barely at savings at the moment. It's it's not a bad return. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's risk in everything as well. I, I I always have to say that, but and and it might not be for everyone, but um, like it's it's yeah. I I think it's a pretty good if you if you have if you have the ability to do so. I I think it's not a bad um, it's not a bad way to to invest your money over the next um, you know, our average loan size is about thirty two months. Um, or let, let term is the 32 months, but there is six months, 12 months, yeah. 24 months. So it's not a, it's not a bad place, um, all things considered. So you, you mentioned risks there. So good, nice segue into, into everything else. You've, you've been quite active in your, in your portfolio since, you know, you were saying during your playing days and afterwards. Yeah. Tech has obviously been quite heavy in what you've done. Obviously you, <laughs> you, you, you know, it's, it's not a, not a silly way to go, but, what interests you in businesses and what, what makes you want to get involved? Um, it's funny, like the very, I, I, uh, I tend to invest at the very start and I'm learning more about it now, you know, obviously, and, and I don't have the, um, the capital that I would have had. While, well, yeah, the, you know, the, your income yeah. that you would have had while playing. So you were a lot, you had a lot more kind of a disposable income, I suppose, and, and ways of, of kind of getting your war chest up to, the, to the, hmm. deploy it effectively. Um, so I'm kind of, I suppose I'm, I'm learning more now with the, about the landscape and, and kind of going a bit more deeper and granular than I would have previously while playing because I just didn't have the bandwidth to do so. But while playing, it was, they were all things that I was interested in because I wanted to find an area or field that um, I could make a living, I could cut my teeth in post playing, I suppose. Mm. Um, but the very, very first one I did was actually a medical device and that's because I did medical engineering in college. So, you know, they all kind of thought the second one I did was like, um, was bear, bear restaurant. Cause I like food, you know what I mean? And, and, but you learn loads off it. Um, and then Kitman labs, it's a sports data company. We were using it in Leinster, you know, all these different things kind of were making sense at the time to me. Um, and then I suppose I got a little bit more easier with going into fields that I didn't know as much as, um, or understand as much as, you know, like the pointies of this world, like Flender and like Urban Vault. Um, and you could argue the pubs, although I'll argue back saying I spent enough in them that I, uh, <laughs> over the years that, that I should know something about them. Um, but essentially kind of learning, learning a lot of them. Um, and to be honest, a, a big reason to, for it all was while, while playing, you know, I put money aside for, you know, you know, I wanted a nice house and that had little to no debt on it and I'm kind of working away on that. And then, you know, you couldn't really put your money on deposit. Like you gotta remember, I started playing uh, 05, um, yeah. you know, so when core of my, my career, like 08, 09, uh, 10, 11, 12, was in the middle of, you know, bar now, one of our biggest recessions. Yeah. So it was like, where, like, what's the point of putting on deposit? Um, so it was a bit of a kind of, like you said, looking at the whole portfolio, okay, you have your savings here for, for your house, you have, you know, okay, you've made some investments in property here. Okay, why don't we look at business investments as well as kind of commodities and equities and all that sort of stuff. So it was, it was kind of trying to manage the, 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 the whole picture at the time. So probably your biggest one that, you know, would jump out there most recent is the pointy, you know, acquisition and, and the development of that product. You know, 
that must have you must have been really yeah it's it's a great it's a great product so you know those type of stories are great to be involved in yeah yeah Um, like i mean a lot of people ask me about what my investment strategy was and i suppose you would probably relate to this in terms of your background where a lot of it actually for me had to do with the people i invested in the people and the team as opposed to the idea and so point is a really good uh, example of that where i got introduced to mark and charlie you know the founders kind of met them kind of um, talked about what like their their backgrounds you know mark had already sold one company into google the first company outside of the us to be sold into them and you know so he knew what he was about he had the heritage had the hard the kind of the actual skills uh, uh same with charlie and um they were good guys you know yeah, really yeah. good guys and and with startups the founders are the dna of the company going forward you know and they what they essentially established the culture and and are the culture for the first yeah. quarter and um i know i know what the you know the benefit is of having a really strong culture over um the likelihood of, of longer term kind of success as opposed to really short termism. And um, you know, they were a case in point in that. And 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 ironically though, they they were the first of all my companies to actually have an exit. And so they uh, you know I was delighted for them. I have no doubt that Mark would probably seems like one of these guys that will have another idea in a couple of years, you know yeah. what I mean? But but for now him and his team, which I think is the thing he's most proud of is he was able to bring every one of those employees across um, as part of the acquisition into Google and, and our full-time employees is in Google now. Yeah, it's a great story and the, the product itself, you know, it's, it's, oh, well, it's, it's, it's one of those clever great. little things. You just go, ah, oh, you know, yeah, it's so simple. And, and it was so simple, so effective. And the amount of data they were, they were ingesting as well made it even more powerful in the, in the background. But um, his execution was 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 unbelievable on it um, and and how they just scaled the product as they went along um was probably the most impressive thing uh you know talking with mark but he he knew his stuff and and, and he had a really good way of going about it and hired some really really good people along the way um and, and yeah, they're, they're just, it was really good to see how they empowered SMEs as well. Because if you look at that whole landscape, and if you look at it now, you know, in the modern COVID, like you have all these different companies now going on. Okay, if I can't meet my customer, how do I compete online? How do I, how do I enable that? And, and that's what Pointy kind of saw, they didn't see COVID coming, but they saw this transition happening, I suppose, to the online world. And, and if you look at Google themselves, it's no surprise that they acquired it because, you know, they're in a battleground with Amazon or, mm. or Alibaba and that in, in, in Asia. Um, in terms of like who, you know, how do you compete with these big Goliaths, you know? And, and it's, I think one of the good things we're seeing nowadays throughout this crisis is, is people kind of leaning on their community and their local shops yeah. as well. So, and, and that's what's really good to hear about something like Pointy that it can help yeah. those, kind of, those kind of, you know, the local hardware store, the corner shop, um, drive business towards their store and and, and help compete. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it is a great story, and it's you know, as you said, it, it it's a helping business. It's not something that's trying to extract value too, too yeah. readily. It's good. Um, another business I'm interested in um, is the Kitman stuff. You know, I've yeah. you know, a little sports geek inside. Um, 
well, not inside. I wanted to get player player tracks just running around pitches just to see your speed, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, great business and it's really good uptake on that. How much involvement have you had in that or has that been a... Um, Come back to my normal background for you. <laughs> <laughs> How much involvement have you had in there or has that been an advisory role as well? Uh, well, Kim Man Labs is, is uh, one of the few ones where I sit on the board mm. and have done from the start. Um, and I've really enjoyed my time on it. Um, for the first while when I finished playing, I actually kind of was consulting, for want of a better word, for about six months with them, uh, which is really, really interesting because their product is evolving so much and yeah. you're getting so much feedback from teams that are using it, how you, you know, how you adapt that. And then, you, you know, the competitors as well in the space and the sports office, for example, were one of those competitors who we acquired in... in um, in uh, January, um, you know, it's 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 really really interesting space, and I I think that sports data space. I mean, the, the question that used to drive me mad, or not the thing that used to drive me mad while playing was like, oh, we're training this way because that's the way we always done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was no rhythm or, or rhyme behind the why or what's the data saying. And it wasn't until Michael Checker came along actually, and he brought the GPS tracking that was being used in Aussie Rules. <clears throat> in uh, 2007 up to Leinster and we were the first um, Northern Hemisphere site to start using it and we started initially I think we were only using it in games and then he started seeing the data from that and then we started using so we were only using it in training and then we started using it in games and then we started you, you saw the gap between yeah. what a game actually was and what you know training is and they try and shorten that gap down to to the, the instances and the metrics that actually matter and it, it's, it's come on, obviously, leaps and bounds since then. But the data you can extrapolate from that when you combine it with medical data and stuff like that is ID and traits of what good looks like, what brilliant looks like, what likelihood of injury hood, injury looks like, and what are the metrics that feed into that that matter. And, and that's what Kitman's doing, and it's putting sense and data behind it. Um, obviously, it's very hard in the micro to pick up trends, but when you look at the macro, you can pick out trends. And that's that's the beauty of it as, as the scale is up, it gets better and better and better and better and better. And they're at a, they're at a, you know, a substantial size right now um, and are growing even more aggressively with the, like I said, with the acquisition of the sports office in the UK and, and growing and, and merging those two companies now together going forward and, and looking at other opportunities. But it's, it's, it's really, really interesting to see the, the, the cool um, uh, stuff they're doing with the data and, and, and AI software that they have in place. It, it just makes sense if, if the, one of the biggest commodities of a team is the athletes themselves, if they're not. Yeah, and, and then the really cool it's... thing becomes like, okay, well, how do you, you're, you're able to start quantifying athletes then and, and mm -hmm. quantifying uh, players and, um, you know, all sorts of things can feed into that. Uh, it, it all depends on what you layer it with, really. You know what I mean? Is it from a commercial aspect? Is it from a winning aspect? Uh, you know, all sorts of different things can feed into it and, and get quite interesting. And we're only looking at the sports field because, you could you could start pivoting this into insur the insurance world and um, you, you could you could go all sorts of different ways with it you could go into a corporate wellness world with it and um, you know all sorts of different avenues each general consumer front you, you could go with so um but you're right it's it's there's 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 a lot of power in the data and, and i think it's a commodity that people didn't realize was um you were able to make money out of but until people like google and amazon and facebook mm -hmm. came along and, and showed um, what you can do with, with that. Yeah, I have a Garmin, a 
I when I was finished playing soccer, just a Saturday team, and it was if if you got to wear long, if you had the long sleeve jerseys on, you could hide the watch underneath, and it was great because you could actually see how much you ran during the game. Yeah, it, it, you know, and when you I run a good bit now, and it's you know beat your best, it is it, the Garmin type thing, and it's like yeah, it's it, it's an addiction after a while. You're probably like that when you were playing. You were well, going, there's, there's was I giving it a hundred percent? And there's a reason that someone like Fitbit, Fitbit got acquired by Google. You know, yeah. what I mean, they're one of the longest in the business in terms of wearable space. And, um, you know, imagine a company like Google, what they can do with all that data. And they're doing one of Alphabet's companies is doing a whole lot in that life sciences mm. space. So it's um, it's no surprise to me that they, they they did that deal. But you're right. Like on the very human level, it's like, you know, you want to mark, you want, yeah. You want to know what you're at, how you're how you're trucking. I wear like I wear um, a whoop, and uh, previously I had an aura ring, um, and just out of habit from playing. Because when yeah. I was playing, literally you'd come in in the morning, you'd weigh yourself, you do these different range of motions, and you input it all into the app. You know what I mean? And then you have a chat with the with, with one of your trainers, and they're kind of talking to you about, you know, it was really like a traffic light system, you know, red, there's something massively wrong with this person, orange, you got to go check with them, green, they're good to go. You know what I mean? That would, that's how you dealt with 50 yeah. players on scale every day to make sure that you're reducing an injury profile, which is on average about 33%. And, um, you know, you're making sure that they were also, you're managing them to be at their best to perform, which is in sports, the most important thing. Yeah, no, I could. I, I was trying to organise actually a sports tech meetup before before we were all put on hold. So uh, that that that's to be that's that's one of the first ones. Well, I'll there's, do when some I come really, back. there's some really really cool things out there. You know, you've yeah. got Hitman, obviously, and you got Oracle over in Sligo. They're doing some cool things. We off offline. We were talking about let's get checked. They're doing yeah. some really really cool. Like people think let's get checked, and they go SDD testing, but they have such a. That's obviously where they started, but they have such a wide array of. Um, things that from a performance aspect that you can check, you know, vitamin levels, hormone levels, um, mineral levels, um, all sorts of different kind of things that are all obviously health related, but also performance related. Um, there's all sorts of different companies in the space. Uh, Dan Levy, I saw invested in one there, um, not too recently, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but kind of more for the at home, um, you know, your gym goer type thing, measuring your performance while actually in the gym. Um, I'm sure I'm going to butcher that and Dan will be on to me. But, um, you know, in terms of Ireland as an innovation center, we, we are... Outputs. Outputs, there you go. Yeah, we're, we're impressive. You know what I mean? We've got a well-educated workforce um, that are coming with some really, really good ideas. It's a bit of a touch point, talking point right now and you know, regarding Scale Ireland and the lobbying that they're doing with, against the government in terms of what they're going to do to make sure that we don't kill off all these ideas, yeah. you know. But that's for that's not for this talk. Yeah, no, talent is a whole different talk. Um, just in relation to, you know, I won't take much more of your time up, in relation to kind of yourself, your investor, you know, what what's next for, for Jamie Heaslip? You have your, your leadership background with, with Captain Ireland, your, you know, your sports marries into business extremely yeah. well from, from knowing a lot of people that have done that you know wh where do you see your kind of you, you've obviously had to look at things now it's and where it was like, in six 12 months people come on to me and they're like uh, a lot of people different uh, former players current players guys finishing up and kind of like oh what did you you have it figured out you and i'm like oh, i'm so far from having it figured out it's not even a joke you know um, and I'm, well, I'm two years retired now. Um, 
and I've done a lot and you can you start figuring out you learn a little bit more about what you like what you don't like all these different things that you do along the way and one of the common themes is is mentoring people is working with people and, and particularly kind of one-on-one -on -one, not necessarily big groups but kind of trying to get the most out of people and trying to get them to get the most out of themselves and some people call it life coaching some people call it executive coaching some people call it mentoring whatever but it's it's a space that i'm leaning more into and learning a lot more about because it's definitely a passion of mine to to help people get the most out of themselves and um, because that's that's essentially what i what i did for mm. for 15 years as a player and long before that because while everyone kind of looks at the end result of of winning you know what i mean yeah. of, of, of and all these different things that, it's like compound interest man you know it's like they don't see it you know when you were like 15 run running the race course in ace with a you know 15 kilo yeah eight in the bag you know what i mean because you've been told you're not you're not big enough you know what i mean and and not getting into different academies along the way you know they don't they don't understand yeah. the, big, the bigger story and, and you learn a lot about yourself throughout all that so and then obviously while playing trying to have a, a my, my kind of 360 perspective uh, on things um, definitely helped me and I think it can help a lot of people. So trying to formalize that is what I'm looking at now over the next, I don't know, whatever it is, six, nine months, uh, 12 months while we're in this period right now. Um, that's something I'm looking at, but also diving into the businesses and, and then helping them out, like take the pubs, for example, you know, success for the pubs now is, is just breaking even over the next two okay. years. And so trying to figure out how do we do that is, is, um, you know, so all these different challenges is kind of what I'm, I'm leaning into on, on, um, business that I am involved in and also for, for my own growth as well. Brilliant. Yeah, that was, it's been, it's been great talking to you today, Jamie, uh, appreciate your time. And, uh, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, I'm guessing connect with you on LinkedIn and go from there. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is probably the best place, uh, to, to touch base with me or, um, yeah, I mean, if they want, to, if they really want to get me, they can come through you. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm pretty easy to reach, um, and I'm open, open to always, you know, talking to people. Brilliant. Thanks, Mill Jamie. We'll talk no to you soon. Take care, guys.